This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 35. Thank you for joining me once again for this monthly look at all things AE, taking the written word from AEindex.org and bringing it to life, or as much life as I could put into my voice. You can find us at AEindex.org. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Index or on Twitter at AEindex. I've been thinking about other platforms, but so far I haven't. We are on YouTube. This podcast does appear on YouTube, and videos will appear shortly. But the link is long and crazy, so best to click on the YouTube icon on the aindex.org homepage. All right, let's get into what has happened this month. I think the big news is um, I received my John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition. And um, I read through it, and then I looked at the table of contents and see that there was a fold-out of that um, Captain America cover. But my copy didn't have it. So I contacted, uh, I went on the forums and asked people, hey, you guys, anybody else missing that? And everybody was confirming, no, no, they have it, they had it. One other person on the forum also did not have the fold-out. And then uh, got Scott Dunbeer involved, and he was kind enough to uh, check his warehouse. And... um, Here's his final word on the forums, and I thought I'll read it verbatim. Um, Below is a portion of the email I just received from our printer. All 80 copies we checked are good. FYI, the 80 copies, 20 boxes were pulled from four different pallets, five boxes per pallet randomly, so I'm very confident that the copies are good to go. Okay, so it appears to be a fairly limited occurrence. If anyone does receive a faulty copy, please let me know about it. And if you have trouble securing a replacement through your original vendor, we will exchange it, but first, please do go first to your place of purchase. And again, IDW has received no complaints on the book from copies sold through us. That's it. Thanks, Best Scott. Um, uh, my copy did, have, as I said, I started it off with uh, missing the fold-out. And I reached out to where I bought my copy from, which is my local comic shop. They reached out to Diamond, who is the distributor for this book. And uh, I was able to get a replacement copy within two weeks. And I have that in my hands, and I do have the fold-out, and it is very nice. Uh, the other gentleman on um, the forum who didn't get the fold-out either, I think he ordered from Tales of Wonder, and he's in the process of getting a replacement. I will be putting a post up on uh, anex.org about this issue just to bring further attention to people so people are aware, one, that uh, there should be a fold-out there, and two, that uh, if it's missing, contact where you bought the book. And if they can't help you, then contact IDW directly. All right. that's I think that's the feature for this month, for sure. No reader mail. No, uh, unfortunately, I haven't got any questions lately. That sort of happens on the forum to the group, and I answer those if I can chime in. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about shipping changes for this month. There was quite a few. So a couple sad note points. Um, the Sandman Overture, J.H. Williams Gallery Edition. Moved to February 26th of 2020. Uh, original art, Daniel Klaus, Fantagraphics Studio Edition. Moved, I put it to February 26th. Uh, Fantagraphics posted on Facebook and social media that it's been delayed till the end of February. So I put that date down because that's the last Wednesday in February. But it, uh, unfortunately, Diamond is yet to update that date. But we've got that from Fantagraphics, so I'm going to stick with that. 
So with those, oh, as well, Best of Amperella Magazine Art Edition moved to March 25th, sadly. So that means at this point, there are no new AE format books till the end of the year. So I will start building out my survey for Best of 2019 and get that ready for January 1st. But yeah, that looks like that's about it. Uh, this month we did see two volumes, so that's pretty great. We saw John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition, and we saw Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Volume Two. So that's nice. Let's go down. I've got as a uh, I've got the complete list on uh, the uh, Artist Edition Index proper. I've got the list of everything um, released by date. So I'm just looking at 2019. I'll give you the rundown of 2019 since that looks like this is it. So we had Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition uh, uh, with a release date from Diamond on EW of January 2nd. We had Berkeley Breathes Bloom County Artist Edition on June 12th. We had Walter Simonson Star Wars Artist Edition on August 7th. We had Spawn Vault Edition 2 on September 4th. We had John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition on October 9th. And we had Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Archival Edition Volume 2 on October 16th. So of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 books that came out in 2019, 1, 2, 3, 4 were IDW, and that is with a target that Scott Dunbar is now working towards, so he hit his 4 for the year. And then we also had two other publishers represented, so we had three publishers releasing volumes this year. We were supposed to have a graffiti designs, that got pushed back unfortunately. We were supposed to have the Dynamite, but who knows if the best of Emperor is ever going to ship, really. It's crazy. I had the opportunity, again, to email Dynamite a few times. They don't seem to reply to the email. They list on their website. Uh, there was a gentleman who was um, saying he worked at Dynamite on one of my Facebook groups, and I reached out to him and said, is there a better address? And he's got back to me twice saying he's looking into it, trying to find something better or somebody to get back to me. At this point, I'm not feeling uh, confident that Dynamite really responds to questions or media or readers. I don't know. It is what it is. All right, that's what's happening for shipping changes. Let's talk solicitations because that's always fun and exciting, isn't it? So the January 2020 solicitations came out, and we had one newish book, and that is P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. This book has been solicited through Kickstarter and Indiegogo. I'm waiting for my copy. Um, oh, Wayne Allen Herald said uh, those Kickstarters should be out, or sort of the crowdfunding books should be out in December. We should all get them for Christmas. And then this book is being solicited for January 29th through Diamond. So it looks like I guess they're extra copies after the um, crowdfunding will go to Diamond. <coughs> Let me read you the blurb. This beautiful 12 by 17 inch oversized hardcover features complete stories scanned from P. Craig Russell's stunning original art. The book includes six classic Oscar Wilde fairy tales adapted to comics by Russell. The Selfish Giant, The Star Child, The Young King, The Remarkable Rocket, The Devoted Friend, and The Nightingale and the Rose. Each page has been scanned in color to recreate as closely as possible the experience of viewing the actual originals, including blue pencils, notes, art corrections, and more. Pages are reproduced at original size on heavy paper stock to provide fans, aficionados, and collectors with the best possible reproductions. 120 pages solicited at 150 US, which I was actually happy to see that because when this was crowdfunded, it was sold for 100. So if you wait and get it through Diamond, you're going to pay a little more. 
So if you didn't support it through the crowdfunding, it's still available. And for those people who like to get it in Europe or other places where shipping is prohibited from, really from the United States for one book, I think, then you, or even Canada, then you can get this book through Diamond and hopefully save yourself some money. All right, that's it. One book's listed. Now, this is available in a limited edition signed and numbered, which for $195 as well, but standard edition, $150. All right, this month I had, I'm just going to, uh, I do have a Patreon campaign for the site, and that's uh, anywhere from a dollar to whatever you'd like to pledge monthly. And that money is used to keep the website going for me to buy new books and, uh, yeah, and to get equipment. Uh, this month I had a, um, I gotta stop you humming. I had a Patreon patron exclusive, and that was uh, some questions I asked Bob Chapman of Graffiti Designs. So, if you're interested to hear about what he had to say about going forward with 2020, what book he's announced, where he stands with Batman Year One, then sign up for Patreon and read that post. I also had the opportunity just last night to speak to Scott Dumbier, which was a nice, pleasant chat. It was all off the record, so it was just nice to get updates and hear what's happening with him. I do have, uh, he's uh, generously agreed to answer some questions for me, so I'm going to be putting a list of questions together and emailing those to him. So we'll have another uh, Q&A with Scott Dumbier on the site for Patreon patrons, and that should be going up in uh, about two weeks. All right, let's talk sales numbers. We had, uh, because of a book was released in September, that was Spawn Vault Edition 2. Diamond uh, released their numbers, and I used ICV2 to chart those. And at number 199 of the top 500 chart, Spawn Vault Edition came in selling 431 copies. Now, that is a big number because this book is also available through Amazon and through all, it's through anywhere Image sells their books. So to see 431 sell, just through Diamond. I think that's a, that's a very good selling book. And uh, for those who are interested, the Spawn Vault edition, the first edition, is out of, out of Diamond. I think you can still find it online on Amazon. Let me just check. I have a, uh, I have a page called Online Pricing that lists all the books available on Am from Amazon, all the AE format books from Amazon. Let me correct that. And yes, uh, unfortunately, Spawn Vault edition is unavailable from Amazon for anywhere reasonable here so look someone's only selling it for three thousand dollars on amazon so there's craziness ensuing so if you missed out on that try and find it uh use ebay is always a good support source i've got the links for that there on the site all right let's talk out of print sales this is the feature i do when a book goes out of stock at diamond i add it to the list and then we track those numbers on ebay so let's talk those. Bernie writes an artifact edition first print. One copy sold for $125. One copy of Best of EC Comics Volume 1, Artist Edition, for $86. This month had some good prices. All right, two copies of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins, Artifact Edition, for an average of $150. One copy of Dave Gibbons' Watchmen Artifact Edition sold for $40. Like, that's crazy. One copy of Dave Stevens' Rock to Artist Edition, first print sold for $86. One copy of Dave Mazzicelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition sold for $210. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1 Artist Edition sold for $67.48. Two copies of Elfquest Gallery Edition sold for $69.99 average. 
Two copies of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for an average of 114. Two copies of Frank Miller's Sin City, the Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection sold for an average of 111. Bargain. Two copies of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition sold for an average of 86.53. Two copies of Go Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition sold for an average of 97.50. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the World's Greatest Artist Edition sold for an average of 134.75. Now as you hear me saying these prices, most of them are all well below cover price. Three copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes Artists Edition sold for $65.66 average. Come on. That's an amazing book, and that's a great price. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition sold for $85. Two copies of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for an average of $93.79. That is well below cover for a book that's been out a year. And it's a hot book, too. I, I, I know the variant cover is the one that people are dying for, but... One copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, Volume 2, sold for $79.99. Uh, one copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition, First Print, sold for $65. One copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition, Second Print, sold for $139.99. Two copies of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, sold for an average of $83.63. One copy of Sergio Aragona's Gru the Wanderer Artist Edition, sold for $51. Three copies, Spawn Vault Edition, Sold for an average of three thirty-three. That's right. Todd McFarlane mania has gripped the world with his Guinness Book record-breaking issue three hundred one of Spawn. And with that second vault edition, people are trying to gobble up that first. So if you had any extras, now's the time to put those on the eBay. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gathered Edition sold for seventy dollars. Five copies of Starenko Nick Fury Agent of Shield Artist Edition sold for an average of one ten twenty-four. One copy of Usagi Jumbo, Samurai and Other Stories Gallery Edition, sold for $55. One copy of Usagi Jumbo, The Artist and Other Stories Gallery Edition, sold for $76.55. Two copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition, sold for an average of $174.12. Four copies of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, sold for an average of $68.13. One copy sold in the second edition for $80. And three copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition, sold for an average of $89.66. One of the best artist editions, in my opinion, out there. Grab those two spirit editions. They are just wonderful. All right. That's sales numbers for September. What sold through Diamond and what sold through eBay. Let's talk Artist Edition Index Poll, October 2019. And this is from our good friend and supporter, David Jacoy, who wrote for this month's Poll. Oh, I wish there were more. At least that's how I feel, as some of my personal favorites have not received a second volume yet. Honestly, all of them deserve it, but which one would you want the most? Which AE heavy hitter deserves a sequel? The Goon, issues 1 to 6 by Eric Powell. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, volume 2 by Kevin O'Neill. The New Gods, issues 9 to 14 by Jack Kirby. Fantastic Four, issues 262, 267, 272 by John Byrne. Hellboy Wake the Devil, issues 1 to 5 by Mike Mignola. Now, I think I mentioned it before, but I have stopped closing the polls. Polls are just going to run forever. The only poll that I will close on the deadline is the best of the year poll. Because I like to be able to see. And I want people to vote and see what they what they can, uh, what was the best of the best. I mean, this year only had six, right? So let's see the answers for this month's poll. All right, as it stands... 
Leading the pack is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Volume 2, with 49 votes. Tied at number two are the New Gods at 24 votes and Fantastic Four with 24 votes. Coming in third place is Hellboy Wake the Devil, 16 votes, and The Goon at spot four, seven votes. So not too great there. So surprisingly, Leaving Story Gentlemen is leading that. I would uh, I would buy any of these pretty well. Uh, Eric Powell on those early goons is a bit rough. I probably would have gone... Uh, if I was polling, I probably would have started with the Dark Horse issues, I think. But that's how it is. Thanks to David Jacoy once more for coming in with that poll for the month. All righty. Let's see how we're doing for time. Flying along as always. Two reviews this month. John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition and Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Volume 2. Let's talk Burn Classics. Here's the blurb. John Byrne is one of the true superstars of Marvel Comics. His legendary runs on the X-Men and Fantastic Four are just two of the highlights of his illustrious and storied career and each have and have each received the award-winning artist edition treatment. Now, we continue to present John Byrne at his finest. Uh, you know, I've got a problem with that statement. So, the X-Men was not an artist edition. It was an artifact edition. I guess technically any book in the AE format could be the artist edition treatment, but I am splitting hairs because I am here to run this website and to split hairs. All right, back to the blurb. Now we continue to present John Byrne at his finest, an artifact edition that features his work on Marvel Team-Up, Captain America, The Avengers, Iron Fist, and more. As you've come to expect from artist edition style books, each page is tracked down and scanned from the original art. Perusing this book would be like opening a portal in time and visiting John Byrne in his studio as he painstakingly draws some of his most well-remembered stories all in one beautiful book. This book also features a special gallery section featuring six unpublished pencil pages by John Byrne from the never-completed Captain America 257. While never completed by John Byrne, there was an issue 257 hit the stands, just not by Byrne. Anyway, that was released October 9th, 12 by 17 inches, 168 pages, 125 US. Available from fine online retailers or your local comic shop. Still in stock, don't worry. Um, a lot of material here. So we had, um, so I'm looking at the table of contents. The Avengers have 25 pages. Captain America has 27 pages. Marvel Team Up has uh, 43 pages. That's pretty great. Uh, then there's 39 pages of miscellaneous, and that includes Incredible Hulk, Annual 7, Iron Fist, uh, Marvel Premiere, Marvel Preview, Power Man. And then we got the uh, got that amazing foldout, which now that I have a copy, of my it's really nice, greatly enjoyed. Best part of this book for me is uh, the uh, those Captain America pages. I really like that part of Captain America. I like Baron Blood in the storyline. I mean, I, I'm a big Invaders fan, so diehard Invaders fan for sure. Would love to see a, a top shelf, top notch creative team tackle the Invaders again. Not sure we'll ever see that happen. Got to really just dig those uh, Frank Springer, Frank Robbins, '70s work for sure. A lot of great pages in here. No, nothing even complete. Nothing even close to a complete story. That's just the way it is. Some really great material, especially at the back in the gallery section. There's uh, his roughs or his um, character designs for Alpha Flight. Just some beautiful pencil work here. I like that he's uh, 
Yeah, he's he's got Guardian, and he's he's named him Captain Diefenbaker. Diefenbacher, Baker. That was a uh, that was a prime minister in Canada. Um, pretty great stuff. Uh, pages all look really nice. Um, light tanning, off white, light tanning. Some uh, maybe some browning from some pastings, but uh, page is very nice. All in all, a really great package, and well worth uh, well worth your money. Uh, no secret, I, I mean, I love artist editions. I like complete stories. Artifact editions are low on my list, I have to say. Uh, but this volume is quite nice. I mean, it's hard not to be of my generation and uh, not a burn fan, right? All right, that is that. Next book reviewed this month, Frank Thorne's Gideon and Roger Treasury, Volume 2. Here is the blurb. In 1978, fresh off his run on Red Sonia, Frank Thorne went on to create the lusty warrior goddess Gita, originally published by Warren Publishing in 1984 and 1994. Now Gita's adventures continue. Volume 2 features the final two Gita stories along with the bevy of extras, all reproduced from Frank's original pen and ink originals. You will get to see all of the original brush strokes and any corrections made to the originals. This was released on October 16th. 12 and a quarter by 17 and a quarter inches, 144 pages, 150 US. This was a Kickstarter that was successfully backed. And through that, uh, Hermes Press said it would be released through Diamond and their own website only, no online places like Amazon or book distributors. So if you want this book, you better go through your local comic shop or a comic shop online retailer. Like Things from Another World or Forbidden Planet, which I just don't happen to have links on the site for. All right. Uh, it's worth noting that just like the original Gita volume, uh, Frank Thorne's originals are bigger than this size, and uh, Hermes reduced the original art by to 75% of the original size. So they reduced it by 25%. And that's what we get in this volume. Um, it's nice. It's a really nice design of a single color. Uh, it's the green from the cover. It runs through. They lighten it up a bit, and it appears everywhere the, on the art for the uh, Colfin, the table of contents. And uh, through the chapter dividers, and then it just—it's—it's it's, it's a nice single color that just ties the volume together. Then, of course, we got all that black and white art. It's interesting. I do appreciate uh, Thorne's uh, artwork. Story's pretty good for what it is. Um, it's an erotic treasury. Um, there's bare breasts a lot of the story. Uh, there are, and then there's penises. Uh, oddly, uh, they don't say breast or penis in the book at all. They just use euphemisms constantly. It's very odd. I don't know if that had to do with how the book was being released or what Warren, why bare breasts and things were okay, but not anatomical words. I don't know, but that's just how the volume is. So we got two complete stories in this, wrapping up all the published Gita material. Then we have a portfolio called The Sword of Eros from Thorne, his original art there. And then we have... A few more, four more storyboards. So that completes the storyboards that are available from the first volume. And then the whole thing wraps up with an index of where the art that appears in here originally appeared uh, for publications. That's why I really like the this index of of where to go or where to find the stuff. Um, there is a review on the site. I chose uh, as tame pages as I could, some bare breasts. I left out any penis pages. And I tried to get the pages where there was no nudity. So you get a nice sampling of the artwork. But uh, this review has 
a few less images than what I normally put in a review. I think it's 18 images total in this. Normally I'm about 22 to 30. All right. That is, uh, yeah, it's a nice book. I found a little bit of softness at the beginning. Uh, that it cleans up after that. Uh, the pencil and inks are very nice. There's a very limited whiteout corrections. Uh, the pages are all really nice. They're they're off white to light tan. It's all, I, um, I'd say maybe they were even lightened on the scan, but I don't think so. Based on uh, some glue marks from the page numbers that are glued onto the pages, so very nice uh, volume. If it's I, I have my quibbles with it. The book does not come shrink wrapped or in a box. It's a hundred fifty dollar book, guys. I mean, it's twelve by seventeen. In there's a standard established. You didn't put the last one in a box. You didn't shrink wrap the last one. Now we got a hundred fifty dollar book. I'd like to see a little more TLC with a book of this money, but that's a uh, personal. Uh, beef with Hermes and how they're releasing this volume and the previous volume um, also there was a seemed to be a title change they dropped the um, let me find my paragraph that I blurred about this they dropped the archival edition uh, title from the title and then the cover doesn't even mention it's volume 2 yet if you look on the side spine it, there's a 2 and then on the uh, on the cover we see Frank Thorne Frank Thorne's name On the spine, it's, we see it's Frank Thorne's Gita, but then in the uh, title page, it's not. Uh, the Colophon doesn't list the title of the book for some reason, which is kind of weird. So we got to piece together the title of the book from what we have and what I found on their website. So it looks like I kept in Frank Thorne's apostrophe Gita. I took out Archival Edition because it doesn't appear anywhere on this volume or on their website. So if you're a fan of Thorne, if you're a fan of Gita, pick this up for sure. All right, that sort of wraps me up for this month. I'm a few minutes short. Uh, it was a low-impact uh, month on the old uh, internets for RS Edition material. I think the big news is definitely uh, check your John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition. You don't even have to open the shrink wrap. If you look at the book, if you look at the bottom or top of the book, you'll see that there's a folded. You can see the fold-out in there. It's not as long as the other pages. You can spot that it's right there. And if you do end up getting one with no fold-out, then contact your retailer where you got the book. Or and if that fails, contact IDW. If you want to get a hold of Scott Dunbeer, he appears on the forums. The forum has a nice link on the aenix.org. So once again, it's Scott Vanderplume. You can find us at aenix.org on Facebook, on Twitter. Please support the site, either through Patreon, which is always appreciated, or all the links I have on the site, are all affiliate links. So if you click on a Things from Another World link, or you click on a Forbidden Planet, or you click on an Amazon link, I get a few, I get a small percentage from all those sales, and it all helps to pay the uh, to buy these books myself. I don't get any books free. I've been offered free books. Nothing's come yet of it. I, you know, I, I gladly accept you know free book, and then I wait, and then it doesn't come, and I think, oh, okay. So it's all me. So support us any way you can. It's greatly appreciated. That's uh, that's it for my sales pitch. I can be reached, scott at anx.org. I don't think I've said that in a while. And uh, that's it. We'll talk again next month.